Hello, welcome to the Children's Activity Business Academy podcast. I'm Chrissy Monaghan and I'm your host. Wow, I'm super excited today because I want to talk to you about being a purple cow. That's right, being a purple cow. You might say, what the hell is that all about? (laughs) So I'm going to dive in and tell you why you need to be a purple cow and why you need to stand out in the crowd with your children's activity business. So recently I launched this academy um, in the beginning of January with the aim of um, bringing and sharing my knowledge uh, because I've been doing this for over 10 years. I've been a franchisee, I've been a master franchisee, I've been a franchisor and I'm an independent. So I've been working in the sector for over 10 years. I have a lot of experience and knowledge. I've seen the good, the bad, and definitely the ugly. (laughs) And um, I created this academy because I felt like I needed to share my knowledge with other people so you could shortcut um, all the pain and, and get to success quicker. So one of the things that I wanted to talk to you today in this conversation was around being a purple cow and standing out of the crowd in a busy marketplace. So you may have found me on Instagram recently and I've been following like lots of different businesses because I wanted to see like what types of businesses were out there. And boy, there are hundreds, there are hundreds of children's activity providers out there. So my backstory is I'm the former owner and director of Mess Around Limited, which was a messy play company. And we ran events across the UK. And so my world uh, before I started my journey in the academy was basically in the messy play in the sensory play world. So those were probably the people that would pop up in my timeline and in my feed. But now I've opened my eyes and I'm looking at all the different providers out there. My Instagram feed is filled with now hundreds of children's activity providers. And There's providers doing all sorts. There's dancing, there's drama, there's music, there's messy play that was my field. There's arts and crafts and there's Lego. Like if if someone has come up with an idea for a children's activity, it's out there. It's out there on Instagram and and they're running their classes and their programs. And And it's brilliant to see. Uh, however, one thing I have noticed when I'm scrolling through is it's really difficult to tell who's who, who's what company. Um, apart from if you're a big brand, and obviously this comes down to branding, like your little kickers or, or your baby sensory um, who have their style and have their branding and their identity all there in terms of their marketing. But if you're not and you're an independent or you're just starting out or you're with a franchise that's in the early stages of development, um, you may be not getting seen. Uh, There's like so many out there. And I have to say, a lot of people just look the same. They look like the same activity. And so if you're thinking of your customer avatar, so your, you know, ideal customer avatar, so your ICA is scrolling through Instagram um, and all they're seeing is like lots of activities that look the same. It's your job to make them stop 
in that scrolling so they stop and see you now I've seen like some beautiful photographs on Instagram and I stop and I give them a love because they've stood out to me they've they've grabbed my attention and I'm wanting to see what it's about what the story's about and that's your job when you're marketing is looking at how you can be that purple cow how you can be seen in this like ocean of messy play or other providers out there how you can be seen and so today in this podcast I wanted to share with you my story with Mess Around and how I developed the brand into a purple cow so we could be seen and so let's go back to where it all began so in 2012 I well actually it was before that I had my first daughter uh, who's called Bronwyn. Um, we lived on the Isle of Skye in Scotland, and that's where I live now. Uh, there was no children's activities up here. There was just the play groups. And um, we were here for six months, and then we moved back to um, England, and we moved to Warwickshire. And to me, I was, like, so excited because it just it meant I could, like, go and do all these fantastic activities with, with my daughter. So first one I signed up to was Calypso Kids, uh, with Emma Jane. She's in Warwickshire. She's in Shipston Pon Stowe. She runs a brilliant music class. Absolutely loved my time with Emma Jane. Um, and, and so did Bronwyn, who's my daughter. And she was our first activities that we went to. We, we went along weekly. Um, we booked in for little terms and, and it was great. Absolutely loved it. Then I went to Baby Sensory down in Stratford upon Avon. So we attended classes there. And then I came across this other little business, which was a messy play business at the time. It was called Make a Mess. Um, and it was in its very early stages of establishment. So we went along there and we signed up for a six week block. So it was the six week term time, 45 minute class, small group, maybe 12 to 15 children. But I absolutely loved it. And there was a few reasons why I loved it. A, it wasn't circle time. Um, but don't get me wrong, I love my circle times. I did it with Emma Jane. B, it was free flow play. So Bronwyn could just run around and then paint and draw and play in the water. Um, so she could free flow around the room as she liked. And, and C, it was quite a relaxed atmosphere. So I didn't have to worry about trying to keep her sitting still. Um, and, and I loved it. It was a facilitated activity. It wasn't something that where we were being taught. So I really loved the concept and, and went along as a regular. And then the opportunity came up for the franchise in that area. Um, so I decided I was going to go for it. I was, I had a career before, um, I started. Um, obviously I loved being at home with my daughter, but I also wanted some independence. Um, and I thought this is a good way for me to, to get back out into some working world. Um, I didn't want to go out on my own, which I could have done easily. I could have easily been an independent. I had the skills and knowledge and, and, and could have done it easily. However, I decided to go down the franchise route because I wanted to be part of a team. Um, we moved to a new area. I didn't know anyone, so I wanted to network around me. So I joined the Mess Around franchise as a franchisee and my area was Stratford-upon-Avon um, and the Shipston-upon-Stowe so it was a small little area I think it was about five or so postcodes and I set up my classes 
which were weekly term time, 45 minutes, no more than 15 children. Um, I ran two classes on a Thursday, one on a Friday and one on a Monday. And, and I loved my classes and I loved meeting all the parents and I'm still friends with them now. So it's beautiful to see all their children growing up. So we ran our sessions and um, at the time I fell pregnant with my second child, Heidi. Um, so it was a bit of a shock because obviously I didn't really know how it was going to happen. <laughs> but I got stuck in and thought, look, I'm here. I didn't want to give up uh, my, what I was doing. So I thought I'll make it work. And I did. I soldiered on. Now, we decided to move to the Isle of Skye just after my daughter was born. So Heidi was born in July. We moved to the Isle of Skye, I think, in August, literally two weeks after I had Heidi, we moved. And I took my franchise with me, and I was lucky enough that my franchisor let me do that. Um, moving back to the Isle of Skye, I knew that weekly term time classes wasn't going to work. It's not something they do up here. It's not a concept that they, they're known too so and I also knew we didn't have the disposable income so I knew I was going to have to go for volume of people with a lower price in order to keep the business going so my franchisor was happy for me to do that and so off I went and I ran my first event in Calacan Hall with like it looked like a patchwork quilt like set up with sheets on the floor, tarpaulins and some of our mats. And the mats tell the story with mess around. And that's where I'm going to talk about being a purple cow and how we stood out. And so the brand started to develop in about 2014. Now, I was lucky uh, that enough, I could say lucky for me, but not lucky for the original owner. Sadly, she fell poorly. And so she offered me the opportunity to take over the franchise and I jumped at it because I knew I was going to be at home with my daughters for at least another three years. I absolutely loved to mess around. I completely believed in the concept and thought, yep, I'm going to go for it. So I took over the reins and I started testing a new format. So when I did my event type setup, so we went usually, like I said, for 12 children to 15 and I jumped up to probably about 50 children. So needed a big hall with lots of activities. Um, the difference. So the feedback we got was a like dads could come. So that was brilliant because we never used to see many dads at our weekly classes. So the mums were there. The dads were there. Then the grandparents started coming as well. And it started to turn into a family event. So make a note, this was our first point in the way we changed what we did. So we became a family event. Um, we didn't have themes at the time. They just started to appear because I was only running one a month uh, because obviously I was bringing up two children under the age of two. <laughs> so I wasn't going to be able to do more than I could do. So I was doing one a month and I had my pirates one and I had the fun fair and I had princesses and I think I did Frozen. And so I started to build this whole catalogue of events behind me. Uh, meanwhile, there was a team in England who were continuing with their weekly um, term time programmes because I was out trialling new things. And so I took that concept and launched it in Inverness. And I think I probably sold out two events of 50 children, so 100 children probably within 24 hours 
was sold out um, with this new concept. And so I went to Inverness and I ran the event. At the time, I bought more kit. So I bought more mats. And that the mess around mats are our blue and red mats, which we were the first ones to ever have them in terms of our messy place setup. And then I'll talk through why they're essential in terms of our branding and how we stand out. So I went and bought more mats, more kit, <laughs> and obviously needed a van. I had my people carrier at the time to fit all my equipment in. And I took the concept to Inverness. It went down like a storm and I awarded a franchise off the back of the first event I delivered there. So that was how quickly that one happened. I then went to Fort William and ran events there. I then went to Oban. And bear in mind, I lived on the Isle of Skye, so I was doing a lot of driving. So I drove like three hours down to Oban, delivered events there. Um, I then took the concept over to Elgin, which was another three-hour drive. I used to set off at five o'clock in the morning to get there, to set up and deliver two events. Um, again, went down a storm and the events started to develop. We started having music at them. So everyone felt like there was a party atmosphere. Obviously, like I said, mums and dads were appearing. Grandparents were appearing. It was a good family morning out. And again, this links to our branding and where the brand stands now because we are family entertainment. So I went to Elgin. Then I went over to Aberdeen and delivered events over in Aberdeen, and we awarded another franchise off the back of bringing the concept there. Um, and then we also awarded in Glasgow, and we started to build this franchise network across the UK. So slowly, the brand started to appear. And what was really clear was I didn't want to be the black and white cow out there in a competitive market because there was messy play providers popping up everywhere. Um, and obviously they were probably there before us, but I wasn't aware of them until they started popping into my newsfeed. And what was really clear was that you couldn't tell who was who. Like if you took a photograph of every messy play provider out there without any logos on, uh, you would probably find it really, really hard to figure out which company's which. Um, I'm looking at some photographs right now and I can't tell who's who. I can't tell who's who because they've all got a tarpauling, they've all got tough trays and they've all got sheets. <laughs> so everyone looked the same. And I didn't want that because I knew we had to stand out and I knew we had to be different if we were going to be able to make this work. And I knew that Messy Play was one of the toughest businesses to be in because it's not like running a sports business, which I've also done, where the changeover is five minutes. When you do a changeover for Mess Around, it used to be an hour, 90 minute changeover before you ran another event um, because of the amount of work and cleaning and resetting and everything else you had to do. So I knew I had to be different in what we offered. And so... I started to evolve the mess around story in about 2015. Now, we went to London. So basically, we were still living on the Isle of Skye. I had a new logo developed uh, based on the original logo. Um, I started to look at the merchandise, which was our Born to Mess Around T-shirt. So I took the original concept of Born to Mess Around 
changed them into the handprint because that's what we were about and slapped it on the middle. Um, so the child was born to mess around when they put, purchased us T-shirts. And we decided to do a big launch in London because um, I'm originally from London. You can tell that I'm an Archway girl, uh, Camden. And so two of my franchisees, one was from Wales, one was from Stratford-upon-Avon, drove in to London um, where we did a massive setup. And the photograph I'll show you, I'll put it on the blog post. But we did this huge setup. Now, bearing in mind, we were launching in London and I had no customers. <laughs> so, so I flew down. Obviously, I've been advertising all over the place. The world and its dog, if you go back to my blog, firing out, you know, posts on Facebook, rallying as many places I could. But we still didn't have that many people booked in for that day. And so obviously I was like, I have to make this work. I've got people driving in for this. Like I'm flying down like this is going to happen one way or another. So I flew down uh, from Inverness to London about a week and a half before. And I tell you, I walked the streets. I flied everywhere like for three, four days. I ran a local advert. I put things on the trees. I put things on cars. I put things in. I was on Twitter. I was everywhere because I was making this event happen. And on the day we pulled it out of the bag, we had like 50 children turn up with their parents um, to join us for the new mess around and the new mess around was uh, messy play events larger than life family experience it was family entertainment um, we brought in obviously our t-shirts our merchandise our leaders had their aprons which were obviously born to mess around and that day we held the the best event ever because that was the other thing that we were also about. We were about facilitating and hosting uh, because there was no teaching for us. It was set everything up, prep it all, set it all up, manage the event, make sure everyone has a good time and give them the call to actions following that. And off the back of that event, we then continued to run events in, in London and we didn't actually have to market that much because the word of mouth just spread and they absolutely loved it. Now, how we continued to develop the brand was when I moved back to Coventry. Um, we moved back to Coventry because we were at a point where I was like, I need to get this business off the ground. And I was in the wrong place. Living on the Isle of Skye was making things difficult. And so we headed back down to the Midlands and I took the new concept. Um, we worked with the people that were on board at the time to change them into an events based company. Um, and then I went on tour across the Midlands. I've got so many places like Birmingham, Worcester, Rugby, Coventry, Shipston, on Stowe, Stourport. Like I went all over the place uh, delivering events every weekend. And the people kept coming and the feedback we were getting from everyone was that this is brilliant fun. And then goes another rule for our brand. We were all about having fun. Now, there's lots of obviously educational providers out there running fantastic classes. I wasn't from an education background. I'm not from a teaching background. Um, I'm from a sports background. <laughs> so I wasn't going to start preaching on the benefits of messy play because obviously when you do that, you need to have some authority around what you're saying. And, and it wasn't me. 
But what I do have to say is every review we got and every piece of feedback we got from a customer was, what a brilliant morning we've had. Absolutely. So much fun with my family. And so that's the uh, way we went. That was our unique selling point. We weren't about education. We were about bringing families together to create memories, to entertain them and for them to have fun. And that's what our brand was about. Now, you will see if you did follow follow mess around that you saw uh, that we run our famous snowstorm at the end of our classes out at the event of our events and and that came about because um i started running events in in stratford upon avon and there was this brilliant um business out uh, who used to do all the princesses like frozen um and i used to hire them in i'd hire them in to come in and sing at the end of a big event and they would do their snowstorm and it was so popular with everyone i just thought well that's what we need to do we need to get some snow machines we need to finish off this event with a bang and so we started using the snow machines um our party song is we like to party because that again is what we're about we're a party atmosphere and that came from parents when they were at my event. I could hear them talking to other parents, listening to all the tunes and were like, oh, my God, this is amazing. It's like being out in the clubs again because they've never been out for so long. They've just had kids. And I completely get that because <laughs> I've been there. Um, so we started uh, using um, the Venga bus because that is our song. We like to party finale at the end with the snow machines which brings the whole group together of parents and children and we give them this big finale and we finish on this big bang and that's like the end of the event and again that's where we started our purple cow basically we created this purple cow so we had big dreams and ambitions and my dream was to bring as mess around to as many places across the uk um, through our franchising opportunity and and the business was underpinned by these values family fun exploring creativity making memories bonding time for families sparking the children's imagination and creating the ultimate sensory experience now mess around is one it's probably like marmite you either love it or hate it because when you come to one of our events when you used to come to our events you know, we ran events with probably minimum of 25 children. Um, I've run events with up to 100 children. And so it can be busy and it is lively and it's not for everybody. <laughs> but the brand works and it works because we created a unique selling point. We understood what we were about and we made sure that we could be seen amongst the crowd. Now, Another how we did it was that when you looked at our um, photographs, you can always see our blue and red mats um, in our images. And that distinguishes us from other messy play providers out there because we knew it was us. I could tell which photographs were us. Um, and that's how we kept 
all our, you know, our photographs always, always on brand, making sure like our setups are exactly how we wanted them to be. Uh, basically, that was the business. That was the franchise model. That's what they bought into a franchise for. And then we created the themes for each month, which were backed up by the branding, which were backed up by the photographs, which were backed up by videos. And so it all ties together. So going now back to your business, can you look at how you are portraying yourself on your social media channels or on your website or through your blogs? And do you understand what makes you different? And if you do understand what makes you different, how can you get that across in your marketing and in your materials and in your branding? Because if you can get that right, then you will be seen in the big tidal wave of children's activities out there. Because if you can nail that, it underpins all your content marketing. It underpins everything you do. And you will start to look at everything you do, like all your content, you'll be like, wow, how does that fit in with my brand? How does that work with my values? Does that say what we do? You know, when you get all your videos made, when you get professional photographs made, it all has to bring your brand alive. And so my question to you is have a look at your business. Look at what you've got in place right now. And look at your social media channel and look through your images, you know, all your posts and see if you stand out in the crowd and go and look at other providers and see if you think, oh, God, I do look similar to them. How can I make myself look different and start communicating what makes you different in all your branding, in all your content and in all your blogs and see if you can make that change like see if you can make a difference see if your customers can spot your business from from a mile away if you need some help with that like I'm here to help so I'm offering a 30 minute free discovery call you can jump on with me and we can chat about your business um, you can tell me what your issues are right now, but we could look at where you are right now, what you've got, and I can give you some tips, some free tips on what you could do to put things in place in order to increase your brand awareness. But then also we could dive further if that's something that you wanted to do. So I hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. I hope I've helped you in some way to um, reflect on your um, branding and how you're seen by your customer avatar. And, and if you do need anything, just pop me a message through my Facebook page or you can contact me on my email address or book yourself in for a discovery call. I'm happy to help. So enjoy the rest of your day and I'll catch up with you soon on the next podcast.